welcome back to another episode of the Podcasting Guild. Hello, Andrew. Good to hear you again as we yeah. enter into space of Babylon 5 for another go. I'm just going to keep talking. Yeah, this intro is just getting better and better. It's oh, like yes. Fine wine. The best intro. You should just keep going. Today we're talking about season two, episode four, I hope, A Distant Star. Yes, correct? Uh, <laughs> I should have checked with you, actually. Yes, that's the correct one. Yeah. Yay, good. Okay. We're in an old friend shows up. And I have to say, like, old friends showing up to Babylon 5 has never not been bad news. Every time mm-hmm. it's happened, there's been shenanigans involved. So, you know, you should be on high alert that <laughs> there should be shenanigans. And But I guess in, in that wasn't actually true. The shenanigans mostly happened after the old friend left again. We'll get yes. into it. I like this episode. I thought the main plot, I didn't find it that compelling, mm-hmm. but I thought it did sort of continue the what's going on with these strange creatures out in the rim sort of storyline i thought it took some more steps along that road which i was happy about because i thought Mm. that's a really cool storyline although i the particular plot of the episode i I wasn't like crazy about yeah i did love i don't even know if b plot is correct but the diet subplot (laughs) oh my god that was beautiful i loved all of that that was like bab five at its best bab five like hijinks i Mm -hmm. loved all of that the plate swap scene oh okay (laughs) well we'll get into it we can't skip ahead that much yeah so i think this episode kind of demonstrates both the strengths and the weaknesses of the epically long seasons that they had in the 90s so uh, one of the weaknesses here is that the main storyline here and the main story from the like the last three episodes probably could have been fit into one episode in modern day TV. Oh yeah, and oh, that yeah. would have gotten through everything. But instead, of it's, it's been stretched out a bit over the last three episodes with the whole slowly developing this new alien species that everyone's encountering, new or possibly old. We don't know yet. Uh-huh. Uh, at least Andrew doesn't know. I know, but Andrew doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So that's been stretched out. Yeah. I think you're totally right. At the same time, it does give the series and the the show room to explore more of the universe. And, you know, it's fitting that we get an Explorer class ship here, which is really cool. I love the concept of the Explorer ship. And I like the design of the ship. And I think it just really fits kind of that oeuvre, if you will, of what you would imagine an Explorer class ship to look like. Maybe it doesn't have all the bells and whistles and everything like that, but it's really big, you know, and... It's it's just really cool, and I looks think very it, utilitarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I actually I wrote down. Yeah, I like the design of the Explorer class ship, and I thought this episode had a lot of great like slice of life scenes. Mm-hmm. Yep, where we just sort of get to see our characters existing on Babylon Five, which is nice, which is really neat. I like that. Yeah, can't just all be action all the time. It's nice to see them just like sitting down for meals and stuff like that, or not, <laughs> as the case may be. Especially when, you know, oh man, that, that plate swap scene was just beautiful. Yeah. I loved that. But yeah, it's easy to forget in these days because you have so many options for what to watch and so many like super high production shows. Back when this came out, there was not that, there was a lot of shows out, but the slice of them that really appealed to you was pretty narrow. Right. 
And the slice of those that you really looked forward to was like one or two mm-hmm. shows that you really were excited to watch every week. And basically, it didn't matter what was what they did. You know, like <laughs> if you were young, you weren't going to be that critical. It's why Dragon Ball got away with 15 episodes encompassing I don't even remember 30 minutes, 10 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Something, a, a single scream, <laughs> single power of screen. Yeah. That is you the know, meme. You could get away with that because like, it's what else are you going to watch? Mm-hmm. What else are you going to watch? There's not many alternatives back then. Yeah. The cooking sure. channel. You're a 10 year old boy. Like, come on. I mean, you know. back when I was growing up, some TVs didn't even have more than 13 channels. <laughs> this is right around the turn of the, the cable era when cable started to become a big thing for people and people started to actually get more oh yeah options and you know early 90s when cable started to become a big deal and uh, you know it was a big deal if you had more than the you know t- the terrestrial 13 or 20 channels that you could get with your little antenna on your on your roof all that to say that i agree that this episode wasn't very lean mm-hmm there's a lot. Of, it was pretty gratuitous. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The scene time it gave to ultimately pretty unimportant things. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it was fun watching the characters chew the chew the set. Yeah. And, like, and you know, exist. while there was some obviously extended scenes that probably could have been shortened and things like that, I do have to give props to both the uh, the camera people and the actors for that first scene after the credits where it's just uh, non-cut, like, minute and a half long scene where they're walking around the hallways, basically uh-huh. everyone going in a circle <laughs> to make it look bigger, right? <laughs> but if you look closely, they're clearly walking in a circle. But all yeah. those actors, they had, like, probably a couple dozen background actors just going around in the background. The camera was nonstop the entire flip around as they met the land and went back to the elevator oh, and totally. stuff. Well, and one of the themes of this episode, yeah, at least according to Captain uh, Sheridan, mm-hmm was how busy and bustling Babylon 5 was, right? And yeah. so I think they definitely, well, it wasn't, it hasn't just been this episode. They've definitely tried to make it look busy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good things in this episode. Captain Maynard wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. <laughs> you know, if he was supposed to be this white bearded, old experienced naval officer, he just wasn't selling it. <laughs> yeah not a high point his stories of the thing in space i was like is this a is this a table read you know <laughs> what what come on watch watch jaws or something like yeah. this is your grizzled seafaring veteran gives stories of monsters out in the abyss this is your rendition of that it was yeah. terrible it was a bit of a, a dime store <laughs> kitsch old guy captain especially those boots i mean those boots well and then things started going wrong on his ship and does he act like a veteran has seen seen it all kind of Mm -hmm. captain no he's like what does it say oh man all right well uh (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you know he's he gets pretty perturbed Mm -hmm. he's running around with wide eyes (laughs) yeah i wasn't i wasn't (laughs) a big fan of captain maynard yeah I'm I'm not, I'm with you on that. Except for the scene, one of the early scenes with him, where he tried to convince Sheridan, aka Captain, not my real dad, <laughs> uh, that Babylon Five wasn't really the place for him. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, you tell him, Maynard, get the get the hell out of here. 
Sheridan. Let a real Sinclair come back. <laughs> Where is Sinclair? Are we really going to go like this whole season without him? Was he... He's ambassador on Menbar. That's what we know. He's over yeah. there being an ambassador. Yeah. Is he like on a sabbatical on Broadway or something? He's like, I don't want to just be known as the Captain Kirk of Babylon 5. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. <laughs> I don't know. Time will tell. He's an just ambassador. Just making though. stuff up here. Another small gripe I had with this show or with this episode is, yeah. you know, they're supposed to be old friends. And I know it's primetime TV, so they can't really have anything fun or clever with their nicknames. But come on, those nicknames are so horrible. Oh, the Babylon 5 nickname game is is so weak. Yeah, that was like, so horrible. <laughs> all of the nicknames sound like the first draft, hey, they're protagonists in space. What do we call Star Killer? Like, yeah. they're all super lame. I've not been impressed by any Babylon 5 <laughs> nicknames, and this episode definitely mm-hmm. was par par for that. It was pretty, pretty unimpressive. Having said that, this episode was jammed packed with little beautiful nuggets of mm. of dialogue. <laughs> Eating strange things at strange hours. I mean, this was Dr. Franklin's episode to shine, where the cast are, are off doing important things, and he's just like, you're not eating very healthy. Uh, <laughs> here's a diet plan for you. <laughs> They're just... I loved it. I loved it. Doc's on a bit of a power trip this episode. Yeah, he was. Pretty invasive. I kind of like, I've never been in the military, but I suppose it does check out to my limited knowledge that doctors in the military have a lot more direct say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if this wasn't military, that would be way, like, way over the line. Oh yeah. my God. Unsolicited. Especially, you know, like Ivanova Garibaldi. The, the, they look they look fine they look great you know i don't know well their food plans as he termed them were to help them recover better because they were both injured recently if you were oh i see yeah part of their recovery yeah part of the recovery uh-huh. and then uh sheridan captain stepdad what, what was his he put on 10 pounds and need to drop it <laughs> he put on 10 pounds yeah yeah oh my god so yeah the doc was a bit of a power trip but it made for so many scenes that had me actually laughing out loud that yeah. I, I forgive him for it. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, expanding the Russian frontier. Oh, my God. <laughs> what Ivanova was complaining about putting on weight. <laughs> and then Dr. Franklin responds with a very HR red light comment there about uh, very nice frontiers, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or very nice yeah. borders. You know, yeah, like, friendly cheekiness in the nineties doesn't. Yeah, d- didn't age too well. Yeah, Sheridan Captain Stepdad spent like half this episode complaining about anyone bringing any issue to him. You know, he like scolded Garibaldi for running his game plan past him. He, mm. You know, he told Ivanova, "What you know, this is your problem. Why do I have to deal with it?" It's like, what? What do you need more time to just wander around in circles in the hallways with your old buddy <laughs> and drink water? I, I don't know. What, yeah, I I think it was more brought on that he was just doubting himself, and so he was trying to like re uh engage i guess is a way of putting it and kind of 
saying, okay, I'm in charge here. So you're going to go do those things and I have more important business to do. And then realizing kind of that is the business that you're there is to help run the station basically. Um, I, I think a lot of self-doubt came into him when uh, he started dealing with old Captain Maynard there. Yeah. And so I think that's really no, that, that that's from. fair. I guess the reluctant hero, you know, it's uh, I think it only works if the audience really wants them to take up the mantle. And since I am admittedly not team uh, Sheridan, I was like, yeah, I I, I also question why you're here. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if it's a good fit. I mean, it is obviously a good fit. Like he he's very clearly a good captain and is virtuous in ways that only like a leading man is written to be virtuous. Right, but right. I don't know. None like I was so invested in Sinclair and all his demons and <laughs> how he had this central role. And I just, I'm having a hard time becoming invested in this dude. He's a little too wonderbred. He's a little too just like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Where is demons? <laughs> is this episode meant to be his demons that he's just not sure if he's right for the job? Mm-hmm. Could be the start of that. Very could well All be right. the start of that. What did you think of the uh, the kind of deep sea plot with Delenn and the local Membari questioning her? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was like incredibly short-sighted of her to not offer any kind of explanation or mm. reassure them. That's not being responsive to the needs of the people who work for you. Uh, yeah. They're they're coming to you with a concern. And like if they were like, Hey, we don't we don't like that you're a woman, you know, <laughs> that would be one thing. And she would be right to sort of expect them to to come in line. But they're concerned about her becoming half human, which they were just at war with humans and she looks really weird. I hate the hair, by the way. <laughs> oh my god, the hair is awful. So I don't know, like their concerns seem pretty valid, honestly. Mm-hmm. And for her to just dismiss them like that, I thought was really short-sighted. She is, after all, in a in a sort of politically exposed position, right. as, as they say. For her to dismiss <laughs> the concerns of these uh, presumably relatively high-ranking people who work with her. Yeah. The interesting thing, I was thinking about this rewatching the episode. And her comment about understanding is not necessary, just obedience. And if that's kind of like the mantra of the Mimbari, one has to wonder how they ever got into space. If that's like a very, very strict adherence to dogmatism that would prevent people from exploring things. And, you you know, (laughs) so it kind of makes you wonder about that. No, it's absolutely, it's like, like lady task and purpose like (laughs) investing the goal and intent of what you're asking people to do with the people doing the things is so empowering like i don't know man the the task and purpose is from the army right it's like (laughs) you know everyone knows their task and their purpose you don't just tell people to blindly go forward right i don't know yeah it just it doesn't seem like a very prudent decision and for delane to be portrayed as wise it really undercuts that Mm -hmm. and i don't know when she came out with that sort of dime store carl sagan we're all star stuff it was like it's stardust 
right. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna almost quote Carl Sagan, just actually, you know, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of where Delenn's character is going. Yeah, I think the hair was a serious underwhelming consequence <laughs> of the cocoon. Like I had mentioned, they'd want to do more. They just didn't have the technology at the time and the um, yeah. No, I feel that that sort of stuff and uh, you know Franklin talking to her during her physical which another thing have you noticed in the last couple episodes every time franklin is scanning someone he has a different type of scanner is that how many different scanners do you have i have not clocked that (laughs) one thing that i i like really about star trek is like they get those small details right like they have all these cool gadgets and stuff gadgets is always a big thing in star trek there's so many cool ones there's no standout gadgets in Babylon Five, <laughs> you know. They're just no, kind that's of absolutely true. Yeah. In so. fact, the the pilot had Delenn open up her closet of things that do whatever they need <laughs> yeah. to, including like murder people's faces, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. And then we never see it again. We never see the drawer of plot solutions right. like, ever again. <laughs> yeah, I just I wish there were more cool gadgets. I wish there were more cool gadgets too. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't like, you know, for all, all my, I know I was a bit critical of like the, what was it? The soul hunter. Yeah. What were they called? The soul hunters. Like I remember them all this Mm -hmm. time later. They were very memorable. I haven't seen too much this season that has really made me go like, wow, that's some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We're still building up this stuff, that's for sure. Well, that's great. That's good. Yeah, it's a slow burn, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheridan trying to delegate everything. His desk, honestly, wasn't even that bad. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, after that we have that food swap scene where Garibaldi, Ivanova, and uh, Stepdad all have their doctor-prescribed meals, right? which they're like grimacing at and frowning at. And luckily it turns out the meal they really want was the meal assigned to someone else right. so at one point they all just really smoothly switch the plates around and then dr franklin like slowly walks behind <laughs> them and they switch it back yeah. oh my description wasn't funny but it was it was a really well done scene. Mm-hmm. It's like from one of those classic comedies. Yeah. Back in the and day. Pro- I don't know, probably my favorite scene of this episode. Yeah. I like how they made a whole thing about Captain I, Stepdad. I can't remember his real, the Sheridan, Captain Sheridan. Sheridan yeah. You know, encouraging the troops and saying how I wish I could go with you. I, you know, and it just, you know, reminds you like Sinclair wouldn't, wouldn't have thought twice. Right. He would have been like, okay, I'm going to go save him. Oh, Oh, maybe we should send some other people. Okay, yeah. send send a couple other people with me, but obviously I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Go rescue him. So what happens, just to kind of elaborate here, is that as the Cortez leaves, they have an accident in hyperspace, which oh, leads yeah. them uh, adrift in hyperspace, which in this uh, scenario and in this universe is a very bad thing because if you're adrift in hyperspace and you can't find a signal... For the next jump gate, you are very likely going to be lost in hyperspace. Which, come to think of it, kind of reminds me of the Warhammer universe. Maybe they're tied together. Who knows? But yeah, so you lose the signal. You get lost in hyperspace. You're basically lost in space. Only without those those tight jumpsuits and the weird, weird robot from that 50s TV show. 
So that's where we're at. And so as part of the rescue plan, Sheridan gets together a bunch of volunteer pilots. And this, this is where the speech comes in, where he's talking about how they're going to go out and rescue them. And Sheridan's like, oh, I wish I could go with you, but I'm not a pilot, so you're going to do your thing. I'm a captain. Yeah, which, yes, you are. That makes all the sense of the world and stands in stark contrast to your predecessor. Yes, <laughs> very true. Yeah, so, I mean, when Best Friend left, I was like, uh, wow, that was a short episode. <laughs> and there, there wasn't really a plot. And then, you know, when, when the accident in hyperspace happens, I was like, oh, here's the plot. Mm-hmm. Okay. It couldn't have just been the diet. I knew there had to be something else going on here. (laughs) So in that aspect, it took a solid half of the episode for us to even get to an event that put people in peril and was, Mm -hmm. you know, dire and interesting in that sense. I don't know. The the diet is kind of perilous. Yeah, isn't it, though? Rabbit food? Come on. I don't want to eat rabbit food. Rabbit food? uh, uh, (laughs) A salad. I mean, I agree with that. I, I I couldn't just eat a salad for a meal. Yeah. So, yeah, it didn't keep me on the edge of my seat. I thought the actual plot event catastrophe was pretty boilerplate. Yeah. But the glimpses of the weird thing in hyperspace, that was pretty cool. That almost made the rest of it, you know, forgivable because yeah. I, I sort of loved that you know very reminiscent of like seeing something in the ocean some massive thing passing that mm-hmm. that's something passing you know, under your ship yeah exactly it had that feel and at least for me that's that's very effective tension building so i i did like that i like the strange hyperspace deep space creature mm-hmm. lurking but the rest of it nah. yeah 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 especially when they talked about oh the ships will go in a line and it's like, dude, do you understand that space is 3D? Like, <laughs> what is one line going to do unless you already know exactly where they are and you point the line there? Yeah. How is a single line going to do you any good? I hey, don't know. They have scanners of some description that work some of the time, apparently. Just not conveniently for plot reasons. <laughs> Uh. yeah and of course one of the pilots doesn't make it he gets killed by the creature slash alien slash weird space thing in hyperspace yeah yeah he blows up unambiguously dead yeah and then a second pilot his ship gets disabled that's our our fighter pilot fighter jockey friend from yeah my wife had to point that out before i clocked that and then i was like oh okay so they're gonna find a figure out a way to save him or you know it turns out he he saves himself Mm -hmm. and i wasn't a huge fan of hyperspace that red i don't even know how to describe it i guess it's supposed to be clouds maybe it's it's hyperspace it's it's i just didn't i I didn't (laughs) maybe for the technology they had it was as effective as it could have been but again it wasn't wasn't doing it for me yeah Let's see. Oh, there's the uh, the deep D plot with uh, Garibaldi trying to smuggle ingredients for his birthday meal onto the station too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They've gone to that well before, where you know somebody is doing something 
sort of against the rules or whatever and then when confronted it's for like a very touching sentimental reason mm-hmm. and i'm i'm actually here for it 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 works for me yeah i so i i sort of liked his oh it's to make this meal that my dad used to make mm-hmm. and i liked the actual meal scene where he's like wait till you try dessert <laughs> and the doctor's like i didn't authorize dessert it's <laughs> like oh well, then you don't get it <laughs> just like well let's not be hasty yeah that whole interaction i thought was great yeah it shows them building camaraderie and, and having that camaraderie yes it's good and that's the thing again going back to my earlier comment the longer season allows them to breathe a little bit more expand the universe expand the characters a bit more that you wouldn't otherwise get with you know the modern yeah, eight i totally agree TV series well in moments like that make later when they're trying to sell somebody being really upset that the doctor's in peril or is knocked Mm. out or something like these make it more authentic right and one of the issues i have with captain stepdad is that they just like gave him an awesome rapport with everyone and we really haven't had many uh, you know i guess he he has had one-on-ones where he meets everybody Mm -hmm. and one or two other scenes but i don't know we've never had like them seeing like oh now i understand something about you you know we we haven't seen garibaldi watching cartoons with him or like ivanova was super close with him from day one like her first conversation with him Uh, in their history they had served together before okay oh that's fair i i forgot that so that so they give a reason why ivanova would like him or, or, or know him yeah but yeah we haven't seen many scenes of the captain the food swap scene is a great example of that, although it was just like a 90-second scene, so right. it's not doing a whole lot. But yeah, anyway, Garibaldi gets a lot of them, doesn't he? Because he also had that cartoon, the cartoon-watching season in season one. Yeah. And now the home homemade home recipe. The making the motorcycle. With making the motorcycle. Yeah, linear. you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Maybe Garibaldi's really the main character here. Who knows? Garibaldi's kind of the heart of the show, <laughs> you know? Yeah, when he gets told off by the commander or the captain this episode, you kind of feel for him. Like, he's just doing his job, man. Go easy on him. Well, for real, especially because the messy desk it was the only nod that they actually made towards him being busy. Because right. the rest of the episode, he's just shooting the shit with his old mm. buddy and sipping water in his room and just, like, hanging out. And his buddy, by the way... Our introduction to him is he captains with his feet up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. He captains like he just smoked a blunt or something. He's pretty <laughs> laid back. So, I, I, yeah, again, he wasn't doing it for me that this this guy has been like a senior naval officer yeah. for a long time and is some veteran. I really yeah. wish they had got the casting better on that one or at least worked with yeah, a bit more I on agree. that. I agree. I think I think that let down this episode. That yeah. said, there was a lot of things I, I liked about this episode, specifically right. all all as you say the camaraderie scenes. Mm-hmm. There was one other scene I just wanted to call out before we move on, which was where Garibaldi is meeting with his <laughs> his contact right. to smuggle in ingredients. His dealer. <laughs> his dealer. Yep, yep. And he's like, "Oh, don't tell Franklin. Don't tell the yeah. doctor." And he's like, "Oh, that'll cost you." God, it'll cost me for you not to sell one person. How much to not tell every person? He says, you couldn't afford it. Yeah. I, I do like that. I, I love that line. <laughs> it was good. 
Yeah, know. agreed. So they got that casting right, but they didn't get the captain right. I mean, I don't get, you know. Ah, they didn't get the captain. Big miss right. on the captain, the Cortez. And also the name of the ship. Come on, Cortez. Uh, yeah, that also raised our eyebrows. Name. But again, it, it was from the 90s, Galileo. And could have called it the Sagan or something. They really should have given, it's an explorer given the ship. quotes Delane was throwing out at the end of this episode. Yeah. Man, I do not. I don't like the hair, especially <laughs> under the headpiece. It really makes the, you know, that whatever you call that, the horns. Mm. I don't know what to call it. It's a bone. Crown, it's a bone. The bone makes her head bone. Like it just makes it look worse. It makes it look more fake. Right. I think it, they're still it, trying to figure out how to make the hair work with this right now. In this yeah, first few episodes. I would absolutely agree with that wasn't wasn't doing it for me mm-hmm. i mean don't get me wrong i uh, i agree with what she's saying that like we are we are the universe contemplating itself that kind of stuff is as true as it is mind-blowing and interesting yeah. poetic science like what are you graduating high school to learn? <laughs> <laughs> like this is the wisdom you're imparting on your high-ranking adult friends yeah in space and also maybe focus less on esoteric fun facts <laughs> and more on competently handling your subordinates which right. you're doing a terrible job of mm-hmm. she can use some uh, hr training and how to deal with subordinates absolutely look why are you dismissing you know they're coming to you they're coming to you with these concerns a lot of people in history they just cooed them or assassinated them <laughs> or something if, if factions didn't trust them or right. thought they were colluding with the enemy they at least came to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, who was your favorite character this episode? Oh, boy. I mean, Franklin. I think I got to go Mr. Franklin, Dr. Franklin on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I just love how he sort of has this trump card over everyone <laughs> in the station, which is that he's their doctor. <laughs> and yeah, I just love. Uh, yeah. I don't know. All the best parts <laughs> of the episode were either with Franklin in them or because of, you know, what yeah. Franklin was doing. So I got to go Dr. Franklin for this yeah. one. Good choice. How Good about choice. you? Who is your favorite character, Eric? I think Garibaldi is what's there. He's definitely yeah. Uh, yeah. having fun. A solid, a very yeah. solid choice. He was probably second for me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that that meeting he had with his, his dealer guy trying to get the, the gear. That was great. The home cooked meal scene mm-hmm. was great. Which, by the way, if you haven't had Banya Kauda before, you should give it a shot. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a very, it's very. I mean, it's like a fondue. Um, but it's what very it, good. could you say the name of it slower? I actually didn't catch it any of the times they said it on the show. Banya Kauda. Banya Kauda. Yeah, I'll okay. send it to you. But it's it's good. You should give it a shot. Give it's it not too hard to make either. But no dessert for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I need to not eat dessert, man. This whole pandemic lifestyle is a bit too sedentary. You're, you're dealing with your own expanding frontiers at the moment? <laughs> yeah, exactly. My own frontiers are expanding. Luckily, I have this dog that gets me outside and active. Yes. But... Indeed. I'm, I think we're all dealing with that as best we can. Yeah. yeah. We can all sympathize. I've recently taken up boxing, so there you go. You can try that out. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. that that's good to know because I was planning on sucker punching you, but 
be prepared. I might not do that yeah, given that new information you just shared with me. <laughs> Speaking of new information, with a professional segue <laughs> into science news. That was an amazing segue. I'm good, aren't I? <laughs> I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Space! Uh, I love that Tim Curry plays a song. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Tim Curry's the best. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. What you got for us? Yeah, we all know that the launch to the moon has been temporarily delayed. I think we're planning on sometime mm-hmm. in November mm-hmm. for that. But life goes on at NASA. And there are other launches going on. And one such launch recently occurred a few days back, which led to the first Native American woman being in space this last oh, week, neat. which is very cool. So Nicole Mann of the Wailaki tribe, I believe, of Round Valley, Northern California, is the first Native American woman to be in space, which is really cool. I thought that is very cool. Good for yeah. her. And I think just to kind of opposite side of the coin here, Elon Musk is preparing to send a very, very rich guy on a trip around the moon in a few years' time, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. It is what it is, but <laughs> you can kind of. See I'm it. less interested in that yeah. story, but but <laughs> that's cool. Going to space must be a very exciting thing. I know they train like a lot for it, mm-hmm. but still, that's got to be pretty pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, and I think recently there was the first tourist that was sent up to the International Space Station, and they just kind of like taped them to the side of the the module so you wouldn't mess with anything oh my god for real i don't know if it was quite that bad but you know that'd be hilarious i can imagine that though it's like don't touch anything yeah and don't uh like sweat or cough or don't eat anything don't Don't, do anything don't eat anything and those cookies you brought you can't have them can't have cookies in space it must be very interesting indeed having tourists up there uh, clients essentially because mm-hmm. like you're it's, it's such an intimate space yeah you know yeah that's neat though yeah good times it'd good be interesting times. to see because there's talk of hotels eventually being in space you know i think some people are starting to have very rough plans around those and they just kind of have to wonder how that's going to work <laughs> yeah yeah i wonder about the viability of that i mean we'll see yeah but time will tell i suppose yeah i I it's not obvious to me that that is a thing that will work (laughs) (laughs) yeah especially with how we know how some people are in hotels don't take a black light in the hotel that's for sure oh my god oh (laughs) my god eric uh okay great great well, thanks for that on that note play <laughs> <laughs> we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode uh, for our next episode we'll be watching the long dark Ooh, spooky vibes with that one just in time for halloween and oh, yeah. 
We will catch you on the flip side, as they say. Any last words from you, Andrew, before we wrap up oh, just, today's episode? Just a handful. Just okay. a handful. Good eating to you. A good eating to you, too.